Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are continuing our look at thankfulness and giving thanks to God. And of course, uh, it is the day before Thanksgiving here, and this is just an exciting time to stop and to thank the Lord for all that He has done uh, in our lives. We know that God is good. He is good all the time. We've been looking at a ton of the goodness of God. And today, what I want to look at is how we can weaponize Thanksgiving to defeat the enemy. How we can weaponize Thanksgiving to defeat the enemy. And we're going to be looking in Philippians chapter 4. We're going to be focusing here on uh, verse 6 specifically, uh, and then we're going to get into verse 7, and of course, uh, maybe even just a little bit on into verse 8 of Philippians chapter 4. I do want to read all of Philippians chapter 4, though, for us to get just a little bit of context to remember where we're at here. I know we just did a study on Philippians, but it's always just a good reminder of that. Um, but I do want you to pay attention specifically to verses 6, 7, and 8. Uh, and I want us to see how we can use thankfulness as a weapon against the enemy. You know, uh, th- this is something that I-, I think is really important to go and understand because it's not just uh, that that we ought to give thanks. It's not just that God is good. It's not just merely that we're to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. But it is that thankfulness can be a tool that we use to defeat sin and that we use to go and to defeat the devil as well, who tries to go and to attack us. Uh, he comes and he attacks us, and yet thankfulness is something that we can use to go and to defeat the devil in our life, and to defeat temptations in our life, and to defeat many things in our life. And so let's go ahead and let's focus in here on verses 6, 7, and 8 of Philippians chapter 4. Therefore, my beloved, long for brethren, my joy and my crown, so stand fast in the Lord. Uh, beloved, I implore Iodian, I implore Sintikiv to be of the same mind in the Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, to help these women who labored with me in the gospel with Clement also, and to rest and the rest of my fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be made known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are true, whatever things... Are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you have learned and have received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned, both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Nevertheless, you have done well that you have shared in my distresses. Now, you Philippians know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you did once and again for my necessities. You sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. 
Indeed, I have all and abound and am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet-smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God, and uh, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brethren who are with me greet you. All the saints greet you, but especially those who are in Caesar's household. Grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. We're going to be focusing in here this morning on verses 6, 7, and 8, but I want us to see first of all verse 6, and it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Now, this is important to understand because in today's day and age, anxiety is something that is incredibly on the rise. It is an attack of uh, the devil. It's an attack of the enemy upon us. Uh, there is all kinds of spirits of anxiety uh, that go around and people really struggle with anxiety and being anxious today. It's it's almost astronomical, the, the, the amount of anxiety that is in our world today. And yet here scripture says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, prayer and supplication. Now, this is important to understand. We realize that that prayer and supplication, this idea of praying in a way that we're worshiping God, and then also uh, supplication, asking God for our needs, these are things that we ought to have in our life. We understand that concept. But then, when we pair this with the idea of being anxious for nothing, we realize that prayer is a key weapon when it comes to fighting off anxiety. In fact, it is a big weapon. In fact, if you're somebody who's struggling with anxiety right now, you need to understand that prayer is really going to be where you defeat that anxiety. You're not going to be able to defeat anxiety with a poor prayer life. If you're not focusing in on your prayer life, if you're not going and growing your prayer life, you're not going to be able to beat anxiety. But then it says something interesting. It says, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving. You know, how many times are our prayers just, give me this, give me that, give me this. Lord, I need you. I need your help right now. Oh, Lord, please help. Come and help me right now. You know, that's a lot of times what our prayer is. But that's not the effective prayer. Now, I'm not saying that prayers of desperation are bad by any stretch of the imagination. But the effective prayer we see here is seasoned with thanksgiving. It's with thanksgiving that you are to let your request be made known unto God. And why is this? Well, it's speaking specifically of anxiety. Well, it is impossible to be anxious while you are simultaneously being thankful. These two things are opposites. You can't go left and right at the same time. You cannot be anxious while you're being thankful. If you have moments and thoughts of anxiety that creep into your mind and you're going, how in the world, how in the world can I defeat this anxiety in the moment? Well, start praying, but don't just pray in any way. Pray with thanksgiving. 
pray with thanksgiving. When you are thanking the Lord, when you are thanking God for all that he has done for you, number one, you start to realize how great God is, and you start to realize the goodness of God. And when you're realizing the goodness of God and you realize the greatness of God, all of a sudden, all of those worries that you have just tend to vanish away because, well, you're just not too concerned when you think about the goodness and greatness of God, because God is good and He is great, and He can take care of all of our needs. But also, when you are thanking the Lord just in general in that moment, it is impossible, impossible to be anxious in that moment. It's impossible to worry in that moment, because thanksgiving and anxiety cannot coexist. That They are two opposites One is looking up at God and worrying. Well, really, it's not looking up at God. It's looking around at your circumstances and wondering if God really can supply what you need. The other is looking intently at God and knowing he already has supplied what you need, and you are thanking him for what he has already done in your life, and surely that means he will continue to do great things in your life. And what happens? It tells us this in verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Now, it's interesting because you, you think of this word peace, and, and many times we think of peace in our uh, time as just the lack of conflict, but it, but it also says it will guard. Well, how can a lack of conflict guard something? That's a military term. That, that's a, a militant term to guard something, to be on guard against something. Well, the reality of it is, is that peace is not the the, the absence of conflict, but rather it is an aggressive force against the enemy, defeating the enemy. Because while while the enemy lurks, while evil is prowling around, there is no such thing as peace. But it is when you have an aggressive force that goes out against the enemy and pushes the enemy out of the land, out of your heart, out of your mind, wherever it might be that the enemy is trying to get a foothold, that is when you experience peace. And it is when you pray and you have your prayers and your supplications and your requests be going to God with thanksgiving that all of a sudden the peace of God invades your life. The peace of God invades your life, and it pushes the enemy out. It becomes an aggressive force against the enemy. It is like a force field against the enemy. As the enemy tries to get in, the peace of God guards against it, stopping the enemy, stopping that anxiety, stopping these things through Christ Jesus. Isn't that incredible? He is the the one who came to bring peace, which is a sword against the enemy. And then it says here in verse 8, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Now, why is it important to go and to bring this verse up when we're looking at Thanksgiving and we're looking at using Thanksgiving as a weapon against the enemy? Because it is really that Thanksgiving that activates our prayers to go and to bring the peace of God, which is that aggressive force against the enemy, pushing the enemy out of your mind. Well, it's for this reason. If you're somebody who struggles with anxiety, which once again is the opposite of Thanksgiving, 
then the reality of it is, is what you need to do in your life is after you've started practicing this and the, the heat of the moment and the, in the, the, the fire of the battle going and praying in such a way that you're, you're bringing Thanksgiving in, which brings the peace of God and drives the enemy out. Then after you start doing that and you start to see a couple of victories a couple of victories where you say, look, anxiety was defeated. Well, that's when you need to start building the discipline to go and to fortify. Once you get the enemy pushed out, fortify the defenses. And how do you fortify those defenses? Well, it is by having a disciplined mind. What are you thinking on? What are you thinking on? Could it be described as, as things that are true, as things that are noble, as things that are just? as things that are pure, are things that are lovely, are things that are of good report, if things that are of virtue, things that are worth praising. Because the reality of it is, is that if you struggle with anxiety, it's probably not those things that you're thinking on. And that's how the, those, the, this enemy gets a foothold in your mind, is that you, you haven't had a disciplined mind. You haven't fortified your mind. You haven't fortified the whole. And this is saying, look, this is the next step. So I want to leave you with this here. If you're struggling with anxiety today, be thankful. Pray in such a way that you're bringing thanksgiving in. Understand then what God does. He brings his peace, which is an aggressive force against the enemy. And the enemy will come back in as soon as you stop being thankful. Unless you start fortifying your mind and making sure there's not a place for the devil to come and to get a foothold for the demons to come in and get a foothold in your mind where they can bring that anxiety. So start being disciplined in your mind and remember to use thankfulness as a weapon against the enemy. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9, as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make you a prosperous and then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Oh, but even in darkness we hold to the promise There's nothing we can't overcome So that war you've been fighting